0: Hello friends, it's me, the president of Chickenlandia. Did you know that I have a new book that is now available for purchase? You heard that right. It's called Let's All Keep Chickens, the down-to-earth guide to natural practices for healthier birds and a happier world. It's now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local bookstore, and more. For more information on how you can grab your copy, Just click the link in the show notes. It's so exciting, I can barely handle it. Okay, on with the show. Welcome to Chickenlandia's 100% friendly podcast, Bok Talk. This show will help you learn all about how backyard chicken keeping can be fun, entertaining, and stress free. Here's your host, the president of Chickenlandia. Hello, welcome to Chickenlandia and welcome to Bok Talk, your 100% friendly backyard chickens show. What we are going to talk about today are my favorite supplements. For chickens. I got a question about it and I'm excited to answer that question and talk about it. I've got all my supplements right here. Um, And if you're on the podcast, if you're listening on the podcast, don't worry. I'm going to describe them all for you in great detail. (laughs) And the other thing that we're going to talk about today is a big announcement that I am making. I'm really nervous to make this announcement, but um, I really decided, you know what, it's time. So we're going to talk about that in just a second. But first of all, I want to say hello to the people that are in the chat joining me live today on YouTube. Hope will never disappoint. Thank you for being here. Brilliant creatures. Great to see you again. Maria Hernandez. Lori Anderson is here. And of course, we have... Kelsey at Lavender Lane Farms, who's here. And if you didn't know, Kelsey is actually on the Chickenlandia team. She's my consultant. She helps me with a ton of stuff. Um, So if you have a question and let's say we're at the question and answer portion of the podcast, and I'm just not seeing your question, you can always tag her And um, hopefully she'll be able to help you out with that. And that is Kelsey at Lavender Lane Farms. I see 13 Moons Homestead is here. She is one of my trusty moderators. Thank you so much for being here. So I am going to get to the question in a minute. And I do want to say, if you have a question that you want to submit to be answered on Bok Talk, you can go to my website, welcometochickenlandia.com, go to the contact section, And there's a little drop down menu and it says, ask a chicken question. And that's what I I want you to choose. And you can send me a question. Um, I will say I get many, many, many questions. Um, And every week I get more questions because um, Chicken Lady is growing really fast, which is super exciting. Um, But sometimes I just can't get to all of them. I am going to have possibly Kelsey is going to be answering some of those questions. So you might hear from her. And I do try to get back to everybody, but sometimes it's just not possible. But your question might be featured on Bok Talk, like the question I'm featuring today, and then you'll be chicken famous. (laughs) So please, please send me your questions. I love hearing from you guys. All right. I know a lot of you are here because you want to know what the big announcement is. And here goes. Um, You know, here's my here's my long winded lead up. (laughs) Most of you guys know that I am a backyard chicken educator. I'm really an educator at heart. I've been teaching classes and seminars for almost 10 years now. Um, And usually every year I will go around and I'll teach uh, classes in different places. I'll do seminars in different places. Um, Every year I do a long class um, or a longer class that is at the community college here. But because of everything going on in our world right now, I didn't do that last year and I'm, it's looking like that is probably not going to happen, at least not in the same capacity um, this chick season, which is normally when I'm teaching my classes. So that's kind of kind of a bummer to me. You know, I, I, I really went back and forth because I was like, I really want to teach the class at the community college because that's really how this whole thing started. But because of how it was set up and just, you know, just the way that really a, a lack of, of resources on my end to make it work. Um, I had to tell them no this year. So that was a bummer, but I did come up with another idea and <laughs> this is super exciting to me and also utterly terrifying because <laughs> I'm just the kind of person that, I I'm a real creature of habit and when new things are happening I get I get pretty worked up over it but I am excited about this. I am going to be offering in 2021 in the spring or it, probably late winter early spring. I don't have a, an exact date yet. An online class that is for beginner chicken keepers. So it will be Chicken Landia's Backyard Chickens 101 offered online and it's a it's a course um and i'm really really excited to do this now that being said it's it's a lot of work turns out it's a lot of work (laughs) to create a course and i was like oh you know i've been teaching classes for for so many years like this is i can do this in my sleep but when you're doing something online like this there's just There's just more that goes, you know, goes with it in preparing for it and just creating the content. So I'm not going to have a video this week. Um, I'm just like really in it right now. And I don't even really know what December is going to look like because right now I'm working on the script. I'm working on building the course. And that is really taking a lot of my attention right now. But I just I feel like it's time. There's just so many people that are getting on the backyard chicken bandwagon and which I think is wonderful. I'm not one of those people that's like, you know, oh, my <laughs> gosh, haters, haters, they gotta hate they gotta hate but like I do see a lot of people that are like oh there's so many new chicken people right now and they don't know anything and it's like well you know what at one point you didn't know anything either so (laughs) we all got to start somewhere and right now we're really in a place not only in our society but like in the world where it's kind of like gosh you know we we need to learn how to be more sustainable even the way that I teach about chickens has changed a lot over the last year. I'm really focusing now on making chicken keeping accessible to everybody. Um, include I just want to include everyone on all different income levels. And I don't want there to be so many rules and so many things that you have to buy and so many, you know, just, just uh, roadblocks that keep people from keeping chickens. And so that's become a real passion of mine. I'm certainly going to include that in the course. Um, So but really, I am I am delighted that so many people are keeping chickens now or thinking about keeping chickens, because not only is that good for us as people, but also it's great for chickens, because that's less chickens in a factory farm. So, right now I don't have a date for when it's going to launch. It will be at the beginning of baby chick season, and I really would urge you, if you are not on my mailing list, to please join my mailing list because you will be the first to get the information as it comes out. And the way that you can join my mailing list, and hopefully um, Thirteen Moons Homestead will put a link in the in the chat right now, is. To go to welcometochickenlandia.com. and if you go there, then usually the mailing list thing will pop up if you haven't joined yet. Um, or you can go to the contact section and you can join the mailing list there. And I think there's even a link on the on the on the homepage. I can't I can't remember right now, but um, it's very easy to join the mailing list. And I'm not like a big spammer. Okay, I do not send out a lot of emails like every second, twice a day. Um, I usually send one out like once a month right now. I'm, I I kind of want to send out a little bit more, but, you know, I've just been really busy. <laughs> so, but uh, please do join my mailing list so that you can get the, you can be the first to get the information about the course. And um, I just, I just want to take this time to just thank you guys because really, you're the ones that make this possible. You make Chickenlandia possible. And I love doing this. It is my utter passion, just teaching people about chickens. And I believe me, I never thought that that would be what I would do as an adult. (laughs) But it is and I love it. And um, I really appreciate you guys just being a part of this chicken community of the Chickenlandia community. Um, so I just want to put that out there. My appreciation for you guys. Um, and please tell all your friends to join the mailing list and that there's a course coming. Okay. <laughs> Cause I know there's lots of people with lots of questions out there. Um, so hopefully that will, uh, be a great way for new people to learn how to keep chicken keeping inclusive, make it easy, make it fun and make it stress-free because that's our That's our mantra here in Chickenlandia. We should not, chickens should not be stressing us out. (laughs) They're supposed to make us feel less stressed. Okay. That's, that's one of their great purposes. I see Green Dream Project has joined us. They're one of my moderators. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Homestead in the Highlands, another moderator is here. Thank you so much for being here. All right. So the cat's out of the bag. Now I really have to do this. (laughs) You know, it was like, it was like, okay, I need to, I need to make myself accountable and just tell people what I'm doing, you know? So that's what I decided to do. So I got a question this week from Colby Star. And their question is, do you give your chicken supplements? And if so, what type of supplements do you use? And what are the benefits of using them? Well Colby that is a great question uh the first thing I want to say especially with what you know all the all, all, my whole spiel that I just gave <laughs> is that you know when you're keeping chickens one thing that I just want you to remember just keep it in the back of your mind is that people have been human beings have been keeping chickens for millennia without all the bells and whistles that we have right now uh, now we have some great things right now and and definitely like our care for chickens has been elevated in some ways, in some ways it hasn't. Uh, you know, when you think about the factory farm uh, way of doing things, but uh, for backyard chicken keepers, I think, you know, we do place a little bit more value on our chickens, which is great. And I'm saying that in general, but um, ultimately what chickens need to survive is shelter, food, and water. And that's <laughs> and that's what they need. And chickens are pretty darn resilient. They will peck and scratch for a lot of what they eat. They will get foliage. They will get insects. You know, they're good at finding water. So I I do I do want to just start out by saying that the things that I am going to mention None of them are like mandatory. I think there's, the, there's two that are pretty important. And the others are things that you can do to, um, to help help them uh, build their immunity and hopefully live a longer and a healthier life. And, and then I'm also going to offer you some lower cost alternatives to just going out and buying supplements. So with that in mind... Uh, of course, the number one supplement that I recommend that you really do need with modern hens, uh, the way that their bodies are, the way that they, we have bred them to lay many, many eggs for us, they do have a need for extra calcium in their diet. So, um, of course, you will want them on their layer feed, but you're also going to want to offer a calcium supplement. And that can be in the form of oyster shell. Um, which you can buy online or at the farm store or another cost effective way of getting extra calcium to them into them is to take their eggshells and crush them up and feed them back to them. Um, and you can eat, you can bake them in the oven for a little bit if you're worried about bacteria on them but either way they will they will eat them they will know to eat them and you want to offer it in a separate dish um and you want to put the dish where like if you have baby chicks in your flock you really don't want the baby chicks eating extra calcium so you'll want to put it a, li- a little bit elevated and just keep that in mind if you have baby chicks so why the reason you're doing this is you it's support for their reproductive systems it's support for their egg laying and it's support Um, to keep their eggs strong. You want them to lay good, strong shelled eggs. You don't want them to lay weak shelled eggs, not only because it's, it's not great, you know, it's not great for you, you're eating the eggs. Um, But also, uh, it's not great for them. Because if they have an egg that breaks inside of them, then that is not usually a very good situation. And it can lead to an infection. And sometimes it can be fatal. So definitely, you will want to supplement calcium with your laying flock. The other thing that is very important is grit. When they're babies, they get chick grit and I start them on chick grit right from the beginning. And it's very, it's very fine. It's like kind of coarse sand. As they get older, they need layer grit, which is much larger. And um, if you have them in an enclosed run, it's pretty important to continue to offer them layer grit If they have access to pasture then or to, you know, a really large area where you know that they have access to, you know, small pebbles, then it might not be as important. I still do it. um, But, you know, you will need to consider the environment that they're in, whether or not you need to supplement it. It's relatively inexpensive. And what it what it does is they know to eat it. They eat it and then it goes into their gizzard and that is where they actually chew their food. It's like uh, grit is like teeth for chickens. <laughs> so obviously that's very important for their digestive health. So grit is the other very important supplement that I offer my chickens. Now, everything else I'm going to talk about here is is much more optional. Um, the first thing that I have is... Herbs and I have right here a. This is from Scratch and Peck Feeds. They did not sponsor this video. This is their Clucking Good Herbs, and it's got garlic, it's got uh, ginger, parsley, thyme, basil, oregano, nettles, and calendula. So, those are all great supportive herbs that are going to help them to um, not only ward off like um, parasites but also um, to just keep their immunities, their immunity up. But this year I grew herbs. And um, one thing that you can do, uh, you probably have garlic at home. You can supplement garlic. You can chop it up and put it in scrambled eggs or um, like chop it up pretty fine, like mince it, I guess. Put it in scrambled eggs and feed it to them. You can chop a clove of garlic in half and put it in their water, but make sure that they're still drinking their water because some chickens will turn their nose up to that if they're not used to the taste. So it's easy to get garlic into them. That's, it's very, very good for them. The other thing, the, I think the, the two most important herbs that are very accessible and that you can grow very easily are oregano and thyme. And you can grow those, you can dry them and just crumble it up and put a pinch of it in their food every day. And if you're fermenting their feed, it's really easy to get it in there to mix it in. Or you can mix it in with some scrambled eggs as well. So um, I would say that the top three things that I would give them would be the garlic and then the two herbs, oregano and thyme. So, And those are those are easy and cheap, and I just encourage you to grow them on your own if you can. Uh, the other thing that I give to my chickens once a week is uh, I have here nutritional yeast. Um, and you can use brewer's yeast, which is a lower cost than nutritional yeast. I just use this because our family eats this so much. Like my kids eat nutritional yeast like crazy. So we have it. And so I just, um, sprinkle a little bit of it on their feed once a week. And the main reason I do that is because I have ducks and the ducks really will benefit from, uh, the extra B vitamins and it's good for the chickens too. And then I also like, I don't know if you've seen the, the video that I did about the, the suet treats that I made for my chickens. It has uh, nutritional yeast in it. But you can buy brewer's yeast in bulk, and it's, it's, it's very reasonably priced. So um, that would be your uh, cost-effective alternative, <laughs> we, and, and it's great for them too. Okay, uh, apple cider vinegar, very popular. This is great stuff, and it's great from the time that they're chicks until, you know, all the way through their adulthood. Chickens need a, a little bit of um, acidic environment in their crop. That is how you can ensure that they will be able to ward off pathogens. It's just um, it, it just creates a better bacterial environment to to handle that, to keep them from getting sick. The other thing that it does is it will actually keep your flock. Like if you have something in your flock, let's say you've got like a respiratory thing going on. Not only does it help chickens kind of clear their path, their um, passages to so that they can breathe. okay, offers them a little bit of relief, but it will also um, help to lower the spread of that pathogen throughout your flock. Because we know that like our as chicken keepers, our worst nightmare is like, oh, my gosh, my whole flock is going to get sick, you know, and and that's tough. And a few weeks ago, I did have a situation where I had. You know, one day it was two chickens had a respiratory thing and then they were, I I brought them in, did all the stuff that I do. They were fine. They got better. I put them back outside. Then there's two more chickens had to do the same thing. And then another chicken got sick (laughs) had to do the same thing. So it was like, Oh gosh, I'm really in it right now. So that is, that happens to the best of us. Um, and luckily they all got through it. Absolutely fine. Everybody's out there doing well. But putting apple cider vinegar in their water is a good practice, not to not only keep their waters clean and keep the the pH in the right place in their crop, but also to keep them from getting each other sick and to lower the chances. It it won't, you know, I can't, results may vary. Okay. (laughs) With all of this that I'm showing you, of course, you guys know that I love giving my chickens electrolytes. Now, I don't give them electrolytes all the time because that's not good for them. But if they're sick, one of the first things that I do will do is give them a, a vitamin, electrolyte, and probiotic supplement in their water. And this is one that I get from Henny & Rue. I really like that company. Not sponsored by Henny & Rue. But yeah, I will put a little bit of this in their water. And if it's the summer and it is really hot outside, like let's say there's a heat wave going on outside, then I will give them some electrolytes in their water and um, that will help them to stay hydrated. But you don't want to do it for like more than two weeks, really. Um, you don't want to just like constantly keep them on electrolytes because that's not good for them. Even though as a green dream project would say, electrolytes are what plants crave. <laughs> That's an inside joke, and if you get that reference, you're awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, the other thing that is a supplement that I do give regularly, uh, once a month for three days, I give them a supplement called Vermex. Um, and what this is is, I will read you. Uh, it's so like vague the way that they word it because they're not allowed to say this is to keep, you know, keep your chickens from getting a a parasite overload. They're not allowed to say that. Um, let's see for daily control and protection of intestinal hygiene. (laughs) So this is from the UK. It is a great product. And I can, you know, if I look at the ingredients, um, cinnamon, garlic, thyme, peppermint, fennel, cleavers, nettles, slippery elm, quassia, and elecampane. And those are all herbs that are going to help to keep the parasite load parasite load in your flock down. And if you have been following me for a while, you know that I'm always talking about balance in the chicken yard, that, um, you know, there you would be hard pressed to find a chicken without any parasites because there are parasites all throughout their environment. Um, if you go outside and dig in the dirt, you're going to have contact with all kinds of things. And those things are important to the environment. Okay. Parasites are very important to actually for our survival. And I know that's a weird thing to say, but it's true, they play a very important part. But it's all about keeping that parasite load down and making sure that your chickens don't become vulnerable in a way that will allow parasites to take hold in a way that isn't balanced. So usually when chickens have worms, that's an indication that you need to reevaluate your chicken yard, your, um, you know, your practices What are you feeding your chickens? Because something is out of balance. Now, of course, you need to treat the problem. And I definitely recommend if you have a, if you realize that you have a parasite problem, to get a a fecal done, if you can, from a veterinarian so that you can find out really what you're dealing with and then go from there. Um, A lot of times, I'm not somebody that will tell you to, um, Pre, you know, preemptively worm your flock every month or, or whatever, or every quarter. I'm just, I'm just not going to tell you to do that because when we put those chemicals into our chickens, they do not stay in the chickens. Um, there's risks to, to the chemicals, you know, to using that, these synthetic products. And then those products go into the environment and that, that also create, creates risk for all of us. So, and then the other thing is that what we've done really is we've created this situation where parasites have become very resistant to the medications that we're constantly using. So, um, and many of them have not been approved for chickens and we don't know what the egg withdrawal is because there's no studies. So these are all things to keep in mind. Um, No, no judgment, no hate, no shame in your chicken game if that's what you're doing. okay? but I I will tell you, I will I will not say to do that because that that's not what I do. And that's why I use this product. Now, I will tell you um, it's expensive and that's a bummer because y'all know that I am all about offering things that are accessible, but It's coming from the UK and the only place you can order it in the US is through Amazon. And the shipping is just crazy. I am on a search right now to find a similar product. There are natural herbal uh, dewormers that you can buy online. I have seen them. Most of the ones that I have seen are, are pretty intense. And, you know, I've been in this natural... Um, holistic world for a really long time. And um, I even have my own experience with parasites. (laughs) You don't want to know. Okay. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) because of that, I have a little bit of knowledge about the different herbs. And um, I really want something that's, that's nice and gentle for my flock. And this is a really gentle product. Um, especially if I'm going to be using it every month. So, um, you know, if you find something, I have, a few people have sent me a few links to certain things. Um, But if you find something and you're like, okay, this is, this is a great product. Please let me know. Send me an email, make it, you know, post a comment and let me know. Okay. So, This is not really a supplement, but well, I guess you could think of it as a dietary supplement. If you if you think of like layer feed as like the main feed that your chickens are going to have, you can also supplement that feed with some greens. Let's say, you know, some scraps from your from your kitchen, some vegetable scraps. That's great for them Um, or some sprouts. You can sprout seeds or grains. And I have a video all about that that I will link in the description, and in the show notes. Um, and I think that that's a great idea. It's just a way to get some extra nutrition in them, especially if they're in a con- confined space, and they don't have acce- access to pasture. Because pasture-rich chickens, they lay those beautiful eggs with the super orange yolks. That's from all the greens that they're ingesting. So we want that, you know. And we should be able to have that, even if our chickens are on a small lot. So that's what I do. I do give them, um, uh, vegetable scraps and I do give them sprouts that I grow for them, which is fun too. Um, I will supplement some protein. Certainly when they're molting, I will, uh, supplement scrambled eggs. I will give them some grubs or some mealworms, just some extra protein to get them through that tough time. Cause it's tough, it's tough business growing feathers. And then this is not really a supplement, but I'm going to show you anyway, because it's like my favorite thing. This is Rescue Remedy. If you are listening on the podcast, it's a little bottle of Rescue Remedy, a little yellow bottle. This is uh, from Bach. They make homeopathic flower remedies. And this is one one of my favorite products. I use it when I get baby chicks I'll put a couple of drops in their water, because baby chicks are usually very stressed out when they come to you. Especially if you got them from the farm store. Not only have they been shipped through the mail, um, but then you're getting them and bringing them to your home, and it's it's a big deal for a little. Chick that's not even three days old to have that going on. Um, So this is just something. It just says stress relief, natural stress relief on the bottle, and this is a human grade one. It, It does contain alcohol because I'm only putting one to two drops in like a gallon of water. I don't. I'm not concerned about that. But you might want to get the kind that is made for pets, and that is in a glycerin base, which is absolutely fine for your chickens. But just one to two drops in their water, or you could put a drop on their back um, and just kind of rub it in when they're having a when they're having a bad day. And you know what? I I've, I've been known to take a few drops too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Colby, thank you so much for your question, guys. If you want to submit a question, remember to go to welcometochickenlandia.com, go to the contact section, and click ask a chicken question. And I will see your question and hopefully answer it. Or you could be featured on Bok Talk Live. So that will be fun. All right. Well, guys, uh, this is the part of the podcast where I say, hey, what are your questions? (laughs) And um, hopefully I will get to them. Now, I will warn you, there's there's a lot of people here um, and I I can't answer every single question. But if you have one, type it in all capital letters like you're like you're screaming into the void (laughs) so that I can see your question. Um, And if I can answer it, I will. And if I'm stumped, we'll ask Kelsey at Lavender Lane Farms, who is in the chat She is my awesome consultant and part of the Chickenlandia team. Chicken Sista for you. They are asking if they need to go to the vet for bumblefoot. So um, certainly that's up to you. I don't think it's uh, completely unreasonable for you to go to the vet for bumblefoot. One thing that you can try is there is a product called Prid. It's a homeopathic drying salve, and it comes in a little orange. Um, like a little, uh, God, what do you call it? What do you call it? I don't know what to call it. It's like a li- <laughs> the last time I couldn't think of what to call it. It's like a little, a little tub comes in. Um, there's a name for it. I can't think of it, but it's called Prid. P-R-I-D. And what I recommend people trying is you take the chicken, soak their foot in Epsom salts uh, with warm water, not not super hot, but warm water and get it nice and soaked. And then um, take the prid, slather it on the area where there is the um, the bumblefoot, where there's the infection and then cover that up with some vet wrap and do that every night and what should hopefully happen is uh, the prid will draw out the infection, and then you won't need to do anything drastic like ch- cutting your chicken's foot open, which I don't recommend doing at home because uh, bumblefoot is a staph infection. So you can introduce more infection into the foot, you can introduce yourself to infection. So I, I really would caution people against, um, doing that surgery at home, unless it's just like the, the last ditch effort. That's just not, not what I recommend. So I would try that, but you can certainly take her to the vet. Like they'll probably, probably Lance it or, um, give you some antibiotics. You can certainly do that. That would, that would be absolutely fine. But I did want to give you a little bit of an alternative if you didn't want to take them to the vet right away. Julia Fontanella, why did most of my chicks die of heart attacks? Um, do you know that that is what happened? Because a lot of chicken illnesses um, will present the same way. And unless you, you know, had a, a, a formal diagnosis from a licensed veterinarian Or if you had a necropsy done, um, you know, to find out why your chicks died, it would be really hard to know that that's what happened. Um, I would, I guess, you know, what I would ask is what environment they were in. You know, there's just so many factors to consider. What I do want to say is I am sorry that that happened. That is awful and hard. And, you know, it happens, it, it happens, and it happens to the best of us sometimes. And, you know, I would just get as much information as you can and try and try again. And, and hopefully that won't be the case for you again. I'm really sorry that happened. It could possibly just be that it was a bad batch. And they were vulnerable to begin with when you brought them home. And that's why they died. And that does happen. That really does happen. And I'm so sorry. Rhiannon, I hope I'm saying your name right. Cram, um, do you give them herbs and yeast every day? So um, she, they're asking about the herbs that I was showing earlier and the nutritional yeast. Um, you can give the herbs daily. I, I have done that. But I don't give them nutritional yeast every day. I just do a little sprinkle uh, like once a week for the, really mainly for the, for the ducks. I, you can, you can add the herbs and then ferment your feed, but you do not want to ferment the yeast. Okay. Because, um, that will be a, a, a party that, (laughs) that, that could turn into, uh, alcohol. Okay. And you don't want that. So, um, if you are fermenting their feed, you add the nutritional yeast or the brewer's yeast after you're done fermenting it and right when you're giving it to them. Let's see, uh, Jan Hatchet, what is your very favorite chicken breed? Well, you know, they're all my favorite, (laughs) but, um, I will say I got, I got a real soft place in my heart, For itty, bitty, bitty, bitty chickens. Like tiny little chickens. I just love them. I just love Old English Game Bantams. I love Saramas. I have a new, a brand new, um, oh gosh, uh, Danver uh, chicken um, that is just totally adorable. So I really like the little ones, but I love all of them. I love all of them. Lauren Williams, what age do Brahma roosters start fertilizing? Um, it, it, it depends on the rooster. I would say probably around—I don't know—six uh, months. Uh, they don't really reach sexual maturity until they're like a year old, but they should probably start uh, at least thinking about it at six months. <laughs> they, they, they'll, they'll think about it a lot too. They're kind of—they're kind of crazy. Uh, Lindsay Bailey has a good question. Which of the large chick order by male breeders is ethical and has a good reputation? That is a tough question because your, your definition of what is ethical, you know, it's relative. I have my ideas about it and it's tough. Like the whole, the whole hatchery thing is tough. You know, it's, it really, it really makes me feel conflicted because just the nature of the business, the hatcheries are in a, a tough position because really because of the fact that roosters are in so much less demand than hens, uh, which is sad. What I would love to see one day is roosters crowing their little hearts out all over the country, in every city, in every suburb. And in every neighborhood (laughs) now, of course, I know there needs to be rules so that you're not having like 20 roosters in one house in a small neighborhood. But I do think that we can be better about, um, kind of opening that door and making that an acceptable noise again. And that will really, really lessen the burden on the hatcheries. Um, because now they, they, they have a tough, you know, they have a tough time because, um, something has to happen to all those baby roosters that are born and and that's hard. So I, while I am glad that I'm you know this isn't against the hatcheries because I've certainly gotten chicks from hatcheries before, you know, I recognize that they're that they're in a in a tough uh position. Um I I like my pet chicken is probably my favorite one. A uh, Meyer is a good one and that's Pretty much what I, that's, I think I would say those are my two favorites and they have, they have good reputation as far as like customer service and all that goes. So yeah, but do your research and you might, you might be able to find some local breeders that can give you some great little baby chicks and have it be less stressful for the chicks and less st- stressful for you. It's great to find somebody local that you can get your baby chicks from. I think that's probably the best option. All right, guys, thank you so much for being here. Sorry, I know I did not get to every single question. Lots and lots of questions in the chat today. But I thank you so much for being here. And if you would like to submit your question, go to my website, welcome to chickenlandia.com. And while you're there, remember to sign up for my mailing list, because then you will get all the information about my exciting new course that is going to be coming out soon Chicken Landia's Backyard Chickens 101, a chicken course for everyone. Thank you so much to Talking to Crows for editing this episode. Thank you to Lavender Lane Farms for her expert input and to all my moderators, 13 Moons Homestead, Green Dream Project, Homestead in the Highlands. Thank you so much. I hope I didn't miss anybody. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. Go check out their channels. They're all awesome. Uh, But Kelsey doesn't have a channel. Not yet. yet. (laughs) And um, guys, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad I could share my exciting news with you. And I just want you to leave knowing one thing. You're always welcome in Chickenlandia. Bye. Dahlia Monterosso, also known as the president of Chickenlandia, is a backyard chicken educator in Northwest Washington. To submit your question to Bok Talk, visit welcometochickenlandia.com. We'll see you next time. Bo-go!